2: This week in league, Mitchell Moses becomes the most popular player in the NRL after telling Gutho what we all think.
1: Shocking
3: scenes as it turns out the real rat bag that needed to be booted from Panthers was Tyrone May all along. The Bulldogs' cheeks teach Jack DeBellin the difference between deliberate and accidental anal. And we look ahead to all the action for round 15
1: of the 2021 NRL season. All that and more this week in league.
2: Welcome to This Week in League, episode number, fucking, what is it, 408.
3: I'm mate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, mate? I'm feeling like shit, to be quite honest, but I'm here. Are you? Yeah. Like, just
1: with how you are as a person and <laughs> how you treat others? or
3: How I treat others, fucking please elaborate. You can't have like- a human being. But, you know, no, my general right. health is, uh, is is not fantastic, but here I am.
2: Uh, you gonna die?
3: Probably not. Did you eat your I dinner. You're you, you gonna complain we about record? it and just fucking keep going. <laughs>
2: Did you eat your dinner, though. You got your dinner. You you're you right. Because that was a rave review from last episode. Who the fuck was eating?
3: <laughs> yeah. Fuck! I was hungry. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I,
1: I really think you should leave trying to attra- attract sponsors to us, and stop trying to fucking shoehorn menu log into this thing. <laughs> Getting fucking deliveries in the middle of the show. Although I should, although, have, I should have menu log. Like, I
2: would like. I would love some of that menu log cheddar because let's face it, <laughs> like Snoop Snoop wouldn't come cheap.
3: No, I mean they, they throw
2: they 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 throw down on advertising. See
1: see. This is the thing. Snoop would not come cheap, but I don't think Snoop would be as expensive as you think. Yeah, if that makes sense. I
2: don't know. I Hard mean, work I can't. I, mean, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, these the yeah, successful artists and and uh, and the musicians and actors and things like that, they do set they do scale their worth now because you can go to cameo. <laughs> And 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 rank them on what they charge for cameos, and Snoop will cost you like a fucking cool grand for, for what a, for like a cameo, you know, like a, one of those things that like you know like it's it's Glenn's birthday and so I get Snoop to go. You
0: know, head, get to,
2: to the G, in. to the R, to the E, to the double G. Happy birthday <laughs> from the Snoop D or Double G.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: My fizzle nizzle. <laughs>
3: G'day, it's Trent Barrett here from the Bulldogs. Just wanted to wish Nathan a happy birthday. <laughs>
2: That'd probably cost you twenty bucks, and I'd appreciate the gesture. Thank you very much. But you've missed my birthday by a couple of weeks, so unfortunately, not this year. Anyway, or maybe I can look forward to that next year.
3: Not unlike Trent to show up late to a party, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Or never show up at all. <laughs>
2: You know, if you, if you got a, a cameo from Trent or whatever that budget Australian ass one is, where you actually do see some rugby league players pop up on it, on it. I can't remember what it's called, but um, if Trent was on there, if someone was to buy like a, you know, a cameo, for want of a better term, a cameo from Trent for me, if they had a sense of humor about it and he was like saying, like, you know, pulled up a lawn chair and, you know, was talking about the first, you know, then that sort of shit, and, you know, and, and if you made a reference to him you know being a sexy good bloke, <laughs> I, oh, that that would be I would not. love I would love that and that would be fucking great value for money.
1: I tell you what, look I've I've just Googled message from a rugby league player. Yep. And on Pickstar Pro you can get a video shout out from your favourite Joel Thompson.
2: Jeez, is that, is that the biggest name that we've got there?
1: Well that that's what comes up in Google. Oh Joel was a great uh, fucking guy. Then, then there's Fan Plus. That might be um, the one I'm thinking of. You could get one of from Shane Heal. Yeah, I mean how old, do, how old do, do I do look?
2: Do you reckon Pretty Shane Heal would do
1: one? Jesus do reckon, Christ. Do you reckon he'd do one saying, Here's the link to my daughter's OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> if
2: he wants the if he if he wants to get that fucking fifty bucks, then he's gonna have to, isn't he? <laughs>
3: uh.
2: Oh, but look, you know, and it's a nice segue. I mean, we are we are now um, not on the cameo site yet, but if you if you want a personalised shout out, Swish is
3: the <laughs> Swish is the other one. That's a bigger one. Swish
2: is it? Yeah. What's it? What's what's on Swish? Who's on Swish? Are the Americans on that, or is that the one that's got the?
3: Um, one of the. Um, I've
2: seen ones that are kind of positioning themselves, and they're kind of yeah, like their selling point burn. is like Australian
3: rugby league players. Yeah, yeah, Swish is Swish is that? It's got everyone Tedesco two hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. will give you a shout out. 50 on bucks Fan for Plus, on Fan Plus they're
1: advertising. They're advertising a West Tigers outdoor corporate experience, right? But they're advertising it with a photo of Benji Marshall in a Tigers jersey. <laughs> Fuck, that's got to be old. Yeah, that's uh, that one. That one hasn't been updated. That one. That one truth, probably. Truth in advertising, Fan Plus. How good?
2: Clint I think that one was Two
3: hundred dollars.
2: $200 well I mean like the fact that he's 20% cheaper than Teddy is uh it's on the right path it's not quite enough but it's not quite enough of a discount but it's uh, you know it's on the right track
3: Kurt Capewell 100 yeah. bucks. well why not you have
2: to suck his dick though for that
3: <laughs> <laughs> fuck I hope not Brian Toto 130 bucks.
2: I oh, see that uh, Brian Toto, Tull- like, he would give an, like
3: he would be entertaining. I'd, Nathan Cleary, uh,
2: Brian Taro, Tull- I would, I would, I would want him to be doing it shirtless, <laughs> and I'd want to be feeding him lines like in um, like from from Bloodsport, and I want him to be like a little baby bolo, and like and if you can do the and if you can do the thing where he like you know flexing his flexing his pecs like you know like one at a time, to do, <laughs> like bolo young, <laughs> I mean, if he did that shit. Did you see that video going around today with, um, with, uh, he's sitting there with, uh, with Luai and someone else? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. On, on the bench did. at Panthers and then, like, you know, sitting. And, Yo. and And someone, well, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Yo. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then sort of like two, just slightly separated from them was, uh, was Kurt Capewell and and some fan I presume someone saying yeah you know, great game you know great game in the Origin the other night and they're like yeah you know, oh thanks you know yeah thanks very much and and then, and then thought I was going God God yeah yeah how about how about Capewell and it looks down at Kurt Capewell
3: who just looks
2: like he looks like Chapo in that social media thing that the Panthers burned him on on Instagram the other week. And uh, I don't think he heard what he was saying, but it was a good laugh had by the, the three victorious guys, that's for sure. Um, can you tell there's not much news tonight? Um, Just really well, not. Yeah. I, what, what was that one? You, what, was the, what was the first one you mentioned to me, Glenn?
3: Uh, Radley getting kicked off the flight on his way back from the from the Gold Coast. Okay, talk us through it. What happened? Tell me the story. Uh, basically, he had gone to the Gold Coast uh, without reading the story. Um, word for word, but going to the Gold Coast to watch Ben Thomas, his best mate, uh, make his debut for the Roosters. He went up separately.
2: Yeah, to, he travelled with some mates team. or something, didn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, he went up separately yeah. to the team um, and was intoxicated trying to get on the plane on the way back. They made a point of saying he wasn't um, abusive or or violent, but he was asked to leave. He was just the super flight. drunk. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, right. I don't know what that means, whether he's staggering around or... Whatever, but um, yeah, I, I thought um, Rob, uh, Trent Robinson had some pretty pretty scathing words, to be honest. In in uh, uh, after training, I believe it was today. Um, just basically saying, you know, he's a he's a good man, but he he still wants to be a lad, and yeah, right. you know, he can't do that. This. You know that's not what the club needs from him. It's not what the game needs from him. It's not what the kids that look up to him need from him. He's got to be better than that. And you know, there's got to be a you know some paraphrasing, that, you know he needs to put some distance between that sort of behaviour and and um, you know the true representation of of the Sydney Roosters and him as a person. So um, he certainly didn't hold back to the media. Rob yeah. so.
2: Look, I think he, I think he needs to. He just needs to handle his high. I reckon because, yeah, you know, because because everyone fucking loved it when it's Instagram stories for like seven days straight of mm. of Munster and Cheese just blind after winning exactly. the grand final. So the problem is they weren't getting on flights. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though. Yeah. That's that's not being a lad per se. No, no.
2: But I mean, that's the so, thing. He can just he can just handle his shit, and he can have those. He can have the exactly. piss ups with his mates. Yeah, yeah. but he's got to. He's still got to keep in the back of his mind the uh, obligations that he has.
1: Well, that's it. It's very very different doing it after winning a grand final. Yeah, mm. that that also comes with, you know, the the scenes of Joey on the skateboard with yeah. the, the, the tinny mm. in his hand. Yep. You know, people fucking love a winner. Yeah, like except fucking absolute cucks like LeBron that need to put goggles on because Do you know of he fucking the, doesn't want to get champagne in his eyes of fucking all the developments. Not
3: my goat. That fucking players like Australian athletes have have taken on it. Fucking the goggles in the dressing room after a fucking championship win. You you get the fuck out with that. I yeah, I can't cop it. Yeah. No. Just
2: another just another reason why why he can't be included in a GOAT conversation with Michael Jordan. Just
1: yeah, exactly.
2: I, if you needed another reason.
1: Now, yeah. see on on that note, funnily enough Magic Johnson, a thousand dollars.
2: On cameo or on this other one you're looking at? On on cameo. Thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I would pay a thousand dollars for for the secret to to the secret to beating AIDS. That's correct. And then I would, and Money. then I'll try and monetize that. Then I'll try and monetize it, and, like sell it.
3: I suspect pharmaceutical <laughs> companies have already monetized that. Nathan.
1: <laughs> you obviously haven't uh, haven't kept up to date with your South Park because they've done an entire episode on what the secret is. Oh, Okay. And it was proximity
3: to cash. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Tommy Turbo, one hundred and fifty bucks, good value.
0: Right where it belongs
3: in the pecking order. Fifty bucks cheaper than Gutho.
1: Although see, Tommy Turbo is the same price as Dikembe Mutombo. (laughs) (laughs) How's
2: how's, how's Dikembe's English these days?
1: Well, he doesn't need to say nothing. I just want a video of the finger wag. You got (laughs) to you got to pay extra for a translator.
3: (laughs) Man, the finger wag crosses all all language barriers. Speaks all languages. That's uh, it. The other right. bit of news was what of um, the news b- was it? The the other piece was um bit of debate going on um via NRL 360 with regard to Queensland looking Christ. at Reece Walsh to play origin after a handful of first grade games. Uh Wally Lewis coming out and basically said he um he 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 would play him feel good come out and said no. Wally then and and you love this and I've got a few comments but um, Wally came out and said, I saw Phil Good giving me a bit of a spray and I went and looked up Brad Fittler and Gus was in charge of him at Penrith when he was playing first grade at 18 years of age or it might have been just before and he played for New South Wales straight after it. If it's good for one, why isn't it good for the other? And my answer to that, and on, on, as I said, I'm sure you've got plenty to say, Jay, but my answer to that was, Rhys Walsh does not equal Brad Fittler. Even as good as he's gone... And I still vividly remember watching Brad Fittler's debut and watching his first semi-final game at the Sydney Football Stadium, and that guy was just fucking different, different. And Reese yes. Walsh, as good as he is, ain't fucking Brad Fittler. <laughs> no, no, not. And and again, the
1: the fact that it's now a professional sport, a fully professional sport, when Brad Fittler started. That, that was back in the days of having multiple jobs
2: sure, being a milko that's it at the same time as yeah
1: so the the quality of the athletes is much better and the demands on the body are much better you know when when Brad Fitler started the forwards he was going up against had three pies a day for lunch and went home to six tinnies for dinner mm you know, not taking anything away from Brad Filler, obviously. They could
2: also get away with beating your ass on the field, too,
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. Um, look, is anyone fucking surprised? It comes to State of Origin and the the old great from one club, from one state says, oh, you know, this and this is good, this is bad. Yeah. And someone from the other state goes, oh, here's a similar incident that happened.
2: And the speculation of the Origin bolter is like as tale as old as time. <laughs> That's it. But um, yeah. the thing is the thing I remember that there was that game the other the other week where Reese Walsh got a couple of tries for the, the Warriors and they ended up losing to what was it, the Cowboys, I think it was. Yep. And um fact of the matter was if two of Shek was played fullback that game, we may have not seen the spectacular, you know, playmaking and try scoring abilities of, of Reese Walsh. But we also wouldn't have seen, you know, the two or three tries that he let through that ultimately cost his side the fucking game. Mm. I am 100% yeah. behind Wally Wanker on this one. Yeah, fucking throw him in there at fullback. Do it. Yeah. Throw him yep. in the Queensland side at fullback. Fuck around and find out because you think that someone like, you know, you know if, you, if you think like, yeah, like Cal and Pong are in series past, you think like, Valentine Holmes in this in this uh, game that we've seen so far in this series, you think that those guys can't stop fucking Teddy and Turbo and Toho and Latrell Mitchell and co.? Mm-hmm. See what fucking mm. Reese Walsh does. His career will be yep. ended. See what Just like the shattered confidence like and, yeah. and he might fucking throw a try on, maybe.
3: See what six but, first grade games does to, to stop that. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's it. Any other news stories you want to talk about, fellow?
3: No, that was pretty much it. It was it was pretty slim picking as far as news, which is quite As you've said numerous times, quite common around origin times, plenty of fluff pieces, but um, yeah.
2: All right, let's dive into the previews then. As we enter round 15 of the 2021 NRL season, first game Thursday night football returns with the Broncos taking on the Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos side, uh, changes from last week. Uh, Xavier Coates goes back to the wing. Um, Tessie New goes to fullback. Copley drops out of the back line. Flegler returns to lock. Asiata benched. And uh, Palacia returns to the bench uh, with Corey Pakes, a reserve. The, uh, so that's Jordan Ricci and, and Reese Kennedy dropping out of the squad. Rabido's side. Cook, Murray, Gagai, and Arrow all return. Benji Marshall's out. Uh, as is Peter Mamuz- Mamuzelos from last week's side. Uh, Hosele Burns dropped to the bench. Uh, Liam Knight and Josh Mansour out of the uh, 21 entirely. And look. Mercy rule. It's just, it's just, once again, sometimes you just need to stop and take stock of life and what's going on around you and realise that out of all the fucking sperm that have been fucking ejaculated around the world over the the years and the centuries, you two guys and myself were fortunate enough to be ejaculated into life in an era, not in a country where we have a great standard of living in Australia, we really interested to, to see sport, where you go with this, bro. Where, where we grow, where we grow, where we grow up to follow the great sport of rugby league and discover and find that because you know we could have born in, we could have been born in so many other countries and not even knowing what the fuck a rugby league was. And then not only those fortunate things, but in an era where the Brisbane Broncos are fucking garbage. Correct. And it'll ne- like it'll never get old. I can't believe it's lasted as long as it has. And Thursday night is no is is not gonna be anything that we haven't seen from the Broncos versus a great side. They'll probably you know, they'll they'll have their backs up and they'll try and aim up early with the you know, with guys like your pain hasses and Tamita Pang eyes. Um, but when the tries come down the left and the tries will come down the left, they'll come in twos and threes. And uh, the Broncos are gonna get absolutely fucking pounded.
1: Mm. Agree. In front of their,
2: their in front yeah. of their shrinking home yeah. fan base.
1: Here we are, a side that plays completely on confidence, versus the side with the worst resilience in the league at the moment. Gee, I wonder what happens here. Yeah, rabbits, thirty plus.
2: Cowboys take on the Sharks at the abattoir, and my God, didn't it live up to that name on Origin, we didn't really speak about that side of things, but <laughs> wow, it is, the, it is the abattoir now, I mean, like confirmed and uh, and locked in for good. Um, Cowboy side, okay, so Felt returns to the wing, Justin O'Neill drops out, Dunn returns to the back row, Hess shifts the prop, Gilbert to the bench, um, Sharks, Wade Graham, He's out and, you know, we'll see what happens with him in terms of how long this, this spell on the sideline is and if he becomes another victim to the, you know, the growing list of players, you know, sideline through, you know, concussions and, you know, HIs and shit. Uh, Talakai starts in his spot. Uh, Wilton joins the bench. Look, Sharks, Sharks have been in uh, in decent form the last couple of weeks. I mean, their second half last week was, fu- was pretty fucking ordinary. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, their first half was great, and the game before they was you know they're fucking fantastic for the eighty minutes. Um, Cowboys. Now I'm just shaking on the Cowboys. I mean, I th- I thought that they would be okay last week. I thought that you know without Tommy, I was thought, Geez you yeah, they've got a really good chance. I, the last thing I, you know, I'm, I'm to to for Manly to beat them wasn't a, wasn't a massive surprise, but to fucking to like put a fifty burger on them. Yeah, not, would not have seen that coming, and it just makes me wonder with a side now that's got the you know got a, got confidence, and you've got Sean Johnson playing for a contract and 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 playing well. Matt Moylan seems to have you know found some of what he had back. You know, God it feels like years ago now, but you know he feels like he's returning to something around you know what his potential always was, as well as the guys who are consistent performers in that side like Will Kennedy. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me to see the sharks blow them out if they could get up to if they could get, you know put a few on them in the first half.
3: Yeah, I yeah. feel more. The comfortable. sharks have more skill. Yeah, exactly. More point I was about to make. I, I feel more comfortable with the sharks. Yeah, um, yeah. just rattled with the cowboys. I, I just you know they've had a couple of games where they haven't um, stood up to the, the standard that they seem to be heading towards. And um, sharks are on a bit of an upward tick. I, I think even though the cowboys are at home. Sharks will probably um, with a bit of grit and um, some work through the through the middle. I think they'll um, they'll just beat the Cowboys.
2: What is what is the value of that that field as a home game now to the likes of Valentine Holmes and Kyle Felt and Colin <laughs> yeah. where they, where, they, where they where they you know the sight of one of their their, their career lowlights, mm. you know. Um, <clears throat> Panthers take on the Roosters in the late game on Friday. Um, at the Glory Hole, the Panthers side, they're going to be welcoming back Cleary, To'o, Yo, Luai, and Capewell. Momborowski and Robert Jennings drop out. Kick out is out with an ankle injury. Um, Burton back to the centres. Hopgood and May to the reserves. And, uh, and when I say the reserves for Tyrone May, I mean outside of the 17 in probably what is the most significant selection news for the Panthers this season. And like, uh, Sorensen to the bench. Um, Rooster's side. Okay, so Verils returns at hooker with Marschke being suspended, so that was fortunate. Uh, Tedesco and Takahaho return. Manu shifts the centre. Suwali drops the reserves. Baker is benched for the returning uh, SST. Look, you would, you would expect... The easy answer is to say the Panthers are just going to slot straight back into the way they played when they... Had Cleary and Luai. I do have a That's bad feeling thing. for the Roosters. though. what's your bad feeling?
3: I just, I don't know. I think they just they've taken a, taken a lot of hits, you know, um, injuries, suspensions, retirements, um, and I feel like Penrith will be pretty keen to right the ship and, and get back on track now that they're they're back to full strength. And just with with the outs for the Roosters, as as courageous as they've as they've been and and their performances, um, they've been really strong. They they haven't they haven't played this. <laughs> so um, I, I think Penrith, with their confidence of of having all the stars back, and the Roosters um, with you know their issues that with injuries, suspensions, etc., I think Penrith are going to blow them out. Blow me up. Please. Yeah. I, I think the risk
1: here is that Penrith are, are gonna be focusing so much on themselves. They've had the luxury for, for the whole of this season to be able to focus exclusively on their opponents in that they were just running as such a well oiled machine that they they had a certain certain level they were going to go out there and play at and they're now you know coming back from some losses uh, and some pretty disappointing performances. So um, the the Roosters might have a small advantage here in that that the Panthers will be focused on on their game probably more than usual, but it should should still be pen thirteen plus. Put your house on it.
2: Well, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, as as well as uh, you know Walker and Lamb have done <coughs> individually over this last period, mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a blowtorch for them to be put on put under. You know, Walker's had some great moments under you know extreme pressure, but you know he's also yeah had some not so great moments. Yep, under that's the pressure it. as well. I mean, like you can't count the Roosters out, but I mean, for them to win, it would have to mean that the Panthers have still got a massive hangover and yeah. sustained actual damage from the last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, the Knights take on the Warriors in Newcastle. The uh, Knights side got some ins here. Mitchell Pierce returns, um, Ponger returns, Clemmer and Hunt. Uh, All come back into the 17. So Hoy drops the reserves for Ponga. Bradman Best is out for, I think, six to eight weeks, I saw, with Tawala moving to centre. Heimer Hunt Hunt back to the wing fills that vacancy. Um, Connor Watson is benched. Clifford moves to 5-8th for Pierce's return at a halfback. And the Saifidi brothers uh, are the props with Clemmer on the bench. Warriors side. Walsh. Uh, comes into the starting side. Berry in the center. O'Sullivan halves and Tavango's hooker come into the starting side. Um, Tuvasa Shek moves to the wing. Uh, Kossi drops the, the reserves. Um, Harris Tavita's gone for fucking ages, isn't he, with a peck injury? Yeah. Um, and Wade Egan out with the concussion. Uh, Eliasa Katoa returns to the bench, replaces Murchie, drops the reserves. This is a tough game to pick.
1: It really is. Really is, yeah. Looking at both the teams, for every positive they have, there's, there's also an equal number of negatives. You know, yeah. you look at the, the Knights and you say that they've been without a, a recognised half for so long, they finally get one back and then, like, oh, it's Mitchell Pearce, yeah. you know, and, and they've also lost Bradman Best. Mm. Yeah. You know, for for the Warriors, you're like, well, well, okay, you've got Walsh coming up now, he's starting to to grow in confidence game on game. But then they've got other outs as well. This is fuck um I'm just- I'm just gonna go the Warriors because the better Walsh does, the funnier it is because Brisbane let him go
3: <laughs> I'm gonna take the knights um yeah I think only the too, only maybe. for the inclusion of Mitchell Pierce and the fact they're at home um and whether you know maybe it'll be a humiliating loss, and maybe this will be. The thing that makes Reese Walsh cry a cry and his eyeliner will run, um, or maybe it won't. It'll be not getting picked for Origin. Who knows? But um, how he hasn't been picked up by Estee Lauder or someone for a fucking sponsorship deal is beyond me. His agent's not doing his not doing his job. But yeah, I think the, I think I think it'll be a close game. But I think the Knights will just get home.
2: He has the most beautiful made up face, where <laughs> presumably he's not wearing makeup like on a football field.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Or, or maybe
2: like the, the, the the eyeliner and <laughs> and mascara that he that he sports. Uh, you know, I mean, if you have played for the Cowboys, you'd be like, oh well, obviously, you know, he's into Todd's kit, you know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Oh, uh, the Dragons. Sorry. Todd
3: Payton had a DNA test. You see, Reese Wilson's father.
2: Yeah. I just can't connect the dots. There, I don't. I mean, you know, like you go, yeah, well, obviously. Yes, of course, but then it has to be. You, you can't connect the dots of like, you know, where where his career's taken him. <laughs> and, you know, so I don't know. Um, Dragons are taking on, who are they taking on? The Raiders at Wynn Stadium, the Dragon side. Okay, so um, no changes to the 17. Zach Lomax is in the 21, uh, gets close to coming back. Does he come back this week? Who knows? Uh, also, yeah, they've the shortest turnaround due to the uh the proximity it was only you know uh, what Monday when the mm. when they played um the Raiders side solely on the bench Sutton starting that's the only change to the side that uh, had a victory a good uh, solid win again you know albeit against the Broncos mm. dragons look shot to me, yeah, I agree and the Raiders whilst I'm not prepared to vouch for them in any way, shape, or form, I think they can beat a shot side. That's about the level where they are at the moment, and maybe a couple of those in a row might get them a bit, You know, might earn their confidence back a little bit.
3: Nope, I agree. Anything further, Glenn? Oh, it'll just be... um you know, another step towards being more difficult to determine what's what's worse, the Dragons as a football team or their fan base. At the moment it's still their fan base. Mm.
2: The uh Melbourne Storm take on the West Tigers. The uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium, you going up to this one, Glennie? Uh no, unfortunately not. So, the Storm side, uh Welch. Returns at prop. Jennings to the wing. Asafa Solomon at the prop. Uh, Jesse Bromwich is out with an elbow injury. Kamakamika is benched. Um, the West Tigers side. Kenny Mamalo straight in at number five. That moves James Roberts to the centre and Dewey out with a concussion. Moses Mbai returns at 5'8. Billy Walters out. That's positive. Well, yeah. Could you imagine, like, the. I mean, I, I can't even think of a, name, a witty name off the top of my head about Billy Walters, but, I mean, his defense makes fucking David Nolfaluma look like fucking Trevor Gilmister. <laughs> like, like, dead set.
1: Fuck, did you just say Gilmister? Yes. You sound like the fucking Ugandan knockoff of Aquaman, that they sell selling fucking DVDs in the markets there. That's
2: Adventures of
3: Gilmister.
2: you can can imagine (laughs) Uh,
3: this game is a foregone Um, conclusion yeah how much the West
2: Tigers winning winning by
3: I feel like you know Dewey out you know just a bunch of little Aussie battlers trying to make their way in a tough harsh NRL world down the the second most consistent and, and um best performing player behind Dane Laurie. Um you know, replaced by Moses M by a man who's admitted he doesn't even want to be at the club anymore. Um so much for the West Tigers to overcome in their own dressing room. Let Change know. Roberts
2: into position where you just you, you recently established that it wasn't his best position.
3: No, he's he's <laughs> His entire career has been played in a position that is not his best position, save for two games. So it says a lot about <laughs> James Robertson and his and his NRL career. Um, to say I have grave concerns for this game would be a fair understatement, gentlemen.
2: Fifty on the cards.
3: Look, if you if you there's that ten or fifteen minute patch in that game against Parramatta where Parramatta just had to pass the ball and catch it, which is a fairly mm-hmm. fairly standard run-of-the-mill skill in rugby league, yep. and run in a forward direction in order to <laughs> run through and score points. <laughs> <laughs> and the Melbourne Storm are a far better rugby league side than the Parramatta Eels, I'm not afraid to say. And I just, I have my concerns, and I'm being real with you both. No one else is listening. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But I just have grave concerns that that 15-minute patch against Parramatta might turn into an 80-minute patch against Melbourne. (laughs) That's my problem.
2: Do you think that the Tigers in this game have an unfair advantage? Yes. Given that (laughs) hat-trick hero from last week, Ken Mamalo, gets to turn around with all that information... That he has about the storm that he got from last week's game. <laughs>
0: do you think? Do you think,
2: do you, do you think that he's he's uh, you know, providing too much quality intelligence? Is he the to answer Madge on this game? Do you Is think? Do you, do you think that he oh, will he will score a hat trick in this game?
3: You, this, that's a very leading question. You're trying to persuade me into giving you a certain answer, which will then bring upon myself ridicule. Um, but yes, of course, he will. Um and you've convinced me, Nathan. I think Ken Mamalo is the difference between the two sides, and uh, the West Tigers will just squeak home.
2: The West so 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 the Storm will win fifty to eighteen. Is that what you're saying? Beg your pardon. So the West so so the Storm will win fifty to eighteen.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't mean they'll squeak home and win. I meant that whatever vehicle <laughs> takes them home is going to be really fucking squeaky and broken and busted, like the players that are sitting on it. Mm. that's a sad day
2: you're broken already really just after Ooh, halfway mark already you're still you're mathematical bro- you're still you're still mathematical yeah you want to at this you point
3: buy a fucking, <laughs> you're better than mathematical buy a high-powered calculator for the fucking poor cunt in the scoreboard at the sunshine coast <laughs> stadium it's probably electronic up there is it surely
2: uh-huh. i don't I, I haven't been there since it was uh lucky it's not blamed what did it used to be called Something started with Q, like quads, I can't remember what it was called. Something yeah, up at Kawana there. I can't remember what it was yeah. called. But I mean, I've, I've ever been there once or twice, and never for uh, manly trial games against the Warriors, yeah. I had some some trial games and corporate stuff up there for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the Eels take on the Doggies at um, at uh, Bankwest. Parramatta side Sivo's uh, suspended, so he's replaced by Sean Russell, who'll be making his debut. Blake Ferguson, despite the suspension of Mike Sivo, is still only listed as a reserve outside the seventeen and can't just walk straight back into his position, which means that he's well and truly on the outs there. Uh, Keegan Hipgrave replaces Bryce Cartwright on the bench. Bryce Cartwright drops to twenty. Um Doggies, okay. Let's see what we've got here for the doggies. They've got to go one to seventeen, right? DWZ is listed as a reserve, and uh, they're one to seventeen after the win over the Dragons. Parrish should destroy um, the. Dogs. Hope you had a good time last week. Hope you had a good time last week, doggies. Yeah. Enjoy that one. Not having a good time the best we have, this week. The best we can hope for from this one is that the doggies play well enough or Parramatta play poorly enough to limit the damage done to the doggies for and against because that game against the Dragons brought them equal yeah. to the Broncos on points mm. and on for and against differential. And so we, and with the Broncos, uh, you know, they got a buy coming up next, next week, I think it is. So the doggies can't. And although the Broncos are, they do have a flogging in their future this weekend as well coming up, but the doggies just need to be mindful of <laughs> limiting the damage because that may be the difference between uh, a second glorious yeah. Broncos. Do you reckon and the dogs the are an expected doggies one?
3: Do you reckon the dogs are at the point now where that's the type of locker room conversation that's going on before they run out, where rather than yes. running through plays and game plans, translate like, just just limit the damage, boys. <laughs>
2: So what are they? What are they looking at at the moment? They got six points on. They're six points on the ladder, aren't they? The doggies and the Broncos. Yep,
3: yeah.
2: Yep. Right. So, so then that translates to <coughs> just uh, so far up the ladder here. So the the dragons, uh, the dragons, somehow in eighth spot on twelve. Gee, a day. I mean, that's still like a, They could conceivably win three more. One of those teams could conceivably win three more games than you know. What I mean, like it's not. Could they? I mean, math. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, Yeah, right. it's possible. Yeah. But is it likely? Well, no, I mean, of course not, but, you know, strange things happen sometimes. It's not like that strange. Um,
1: you know no. what? I'm of the opinion that almost everything that happens can be explained fairly simply. So, no, strange things don't really happen at all.
0: <laughs>
3: um, Says the man that's guilty of that's doing what... many, many strange things. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly, but he can—he can, he can, he can uh, explain he can them explain fairly simply. As well, but it's still yeah. fucking strange. Like, <laughs> for example, like not—not like not enough kayaking in open water, etc. You know, things like That's that. Like, I mean, you can all be exactly. explained.
1: <laughs> now, here's the thing: if you choose to live your life as the equivalent of a fucking puritan, that doesn't necessarily make others' existence strange. You know, if—if if as rowdy yeah, it as does. it gets, as you, your fortnightly. Four minutes
3: of missionary.
2: <laughs> fucking headshotted you there, Glenn.
3: Well, generally, generally takes me a month to get to four minutes, but fucking whatever. Please continue. <laughs> uh.
1: Strange is relative.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the
1: greatest. Finally, fucking. And by that, by that, I mean you know people that fuck relatives. That's strange. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, that the that. second part of that the second part of that line has has made it has made it to the title of the episode for me. I did I did have other ideas, but the fact that you followed it up with that second second part has has meant that it's worthy of the title. Strange is relative. So let me just there write it is. that down. Strange is relative. Is your episode title for four hundred eight, fellas? Well done. Finally, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles at the Hope Solo Coliseum. Um. Fodawaker returns at prop. Jolliffe drops to the bench. Proctor is suspended. Um, Fafita and uh, Big Tino both start in the back row. Um, Alexander Bronson is in the 21. Uh, Jai Whitbread on the bench. Joseph Vuno in the extended 21 as well. Uh, The Seagull side. Tommy Turbo back at fullback. Garrick to the wing. Parker to the centre. Suli drops out of the 17. Kepi back in from suspension. And... um, Last week's debutante Kurt Delaize, just a reserve. Mm. I fucking love the look of the side this week. To be honest, I mean the only thing I the only thing I want more out of the side is Schuster in there. Other than that, and then like you know, and obviously you know down the track is you know Stabbin McStabberson gets off his charges. Obviously he's need he's, he needs to be in the nine, but otherwise with the yeah the general guys that we've got around the club. If you could put Schuster into that seventeen somewhere, I'd be fucking hundred percent happy with it at this point. Where would you put him?
3: And,
2: 12, um, 11? Yeah, I would. I would probably. I'd probably put him in twelve, and then, um, and then that, that, and probably drop Lawton Lord, Lord to the bench. And you know whether that means that Dylan Walker gets dropped out of there or Ben Turnbull. My answer to
3: that is one of those of two. Of course, it does mean Dylan Walker gets benched, uh, dropped completely. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in so,
1: you would think this game should mean something to the Titans in that it was Manly that really put a pin in their fucking performance balloon the last time they met. If yeah, you remember, remember, the the Titans were on a, a definite upward trajectory.
2: They had just but, destroyed the Knights with uh, with, a, with a hat-trick to David Fafita. That's through, it. For, you know, for through Fafita was stuff, was, go was go it Tommy Turbo's oh, first he, game he, back? Sorry, through Fritz. So. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was. It was because that, that was it. That was the talk. It was the ambush. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, do you remember there was talk that oh, you know could could Fafita win the Dally M? Is he is he the best player this year? Cause yeah. Based off you know whatever it was, two or three games.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, see, all- he did come off the, probably the best game of his career though the week before. So yeah. You know, yeah. I get it. But also, I mean, this was the game where where the prototype was laid out and how to completely nullify Fafita. That's it. He'd been so dominant the week before, and Manly obviously they, you know, game planned him and had guys like Kepi just assigned to him, yeah, and like you know quality big body defenders assigned to him, and they absolutely shut him down. And then consequently, yeah, several more times this season, he's been shut down to the you know equal level. Yeah. But um, look, I, I see I see no reason why uh, the mighty Manly side can't uh, win this game. And uh, win it pretty well.
3: Could be another fifty burger.
2: Uh, I want that. That's my my dream, my wish out of this game is another fifty burger. Because we if we can <laughs> chuck a fifty on the Titans in this game, that'll mean we put a fifty on every Queensland side this season, which has oh, got to be like potentially a first of its kind achievement. And like you know, for someone who's an absolute aficionado of hashtag fuck the Broncos, and and hashtag fuck Queensland and yeah, fuck all of them. It would just be the best fucking you know little set to collect. Yeah. You know, so look, you know, obviously I like I love Pokemon. I mean, you know, collecting is fucking in my in my DNA, and like I would love all the Queensland side to catch a fifty burger from Manly this season. It would just be fucking terrific. And so that's what my real hope is. But being pragmatic, it's just an impo- it's an important two points. It's two points they should fucking take. And yep. you know that's that's the main thing we want. To, I wanted to secure the two points, play well. Um, I would love Ruben Garrick to build off his game last week. Obviously, the opportunities would be less out there on the wing, but I mean he took a massive fucking step up, you know, and and presented himself as a legitimate understudy for Turbo at fullback. And yeah, that's it. You know, and was yeah you know, rewarded with a you know a new contract you know in the week after. So we might see a bit of Jason Saab burning motherfuckers off too. It's been a bit quiet. It's been going down the left a bit lately. So you got to remember, he
1: he's still relatively young, though. Mm. Yeah, and
2: yeah, he's definitely. still
1: he's still coming to grips with with what a full season does to your body. Yeah, and especially in a team where a little bit more is expected of him as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's just, it just it's really is really not nothing I would ever pin on him. It's really just the opportunities. Yeah, haven't come. He's you know, haven't come his way. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, yeah, when when you know some of the big wins we've had lately against the Cowboys and against the Eels, for example. Manly will will find something that works and just keep hammering it and hammering and hammering it. And for those sorts of games, it's been down the left rather than the right. So yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, massive win for Manly uh, with any luck, and hopefully I will get down to that game. Hopefully, fingers mm. crossed. <laughs> okay let's hit some mailbag action now let me just crack this bitch open and i must thank you guys for coming to the party there's tons of shit in the mailbag so the first one we are gonna try and get to as many of these as we can we're actually doing pretty well for time in this episode to be honest so we might get through a few of these uh hayden says uh asks are we liking the format of origin this year Game one on a Wednesday, game two on a Sunday, then the last game finishing up on a Wednesday. Or should we just go back to all Wednesdays, how it always was and should be? Camps surely would be better with a longer preparation time as game two falls on a Sunday, meaning around a week for prep. Thoughts? I know they've done it in 2018 and 2019, but I've only known Origin to be played on a Wednesday. Doesn't bother me, man.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't say I had a massive problem with it.
1: yeah but I guess the only noticeable difference is the the effect it's going to have on people backing up uh, yeah, whether they do or don't, but you know again, yeah, go on, go on to the days where you expect it, I guess so
2: yeah, but also the people backing up from game two are going to have a minimum four days, you know because it's a Sunday game so they're, they're only going to be called to play again on the Thursday at the absolute earliest, mm. which actually works out probably better. Whereas you had a situation there with, um, you know, some, some Manly players who, you know, who played on that Friday, that first Friday game, they were turning around and playing the, you know, starting the second game in under 48 hours. Yeah, that's so, it. So, like, guys like Jakey Turbo and, um, and Daly and stuff. So, so we did game two is providing at least a double recovery for whoever has to play on that Thursday night. I don't have the draw in front of me. um. I have a feeling it may only have to back up again at some point. Maybe it's the first game in the, after game three. I'm not sure, but but look, yeah, I like it. Look, honestly, Origin has such a fucking low bar to to, to surpass to make me like it. Just fucking win. Mm. Just New South Wales win. And, like, uh, and, and if they win the second game by 50, then the other thing that I'm going to need, I'm going to need to see a fucking hand grenade in game three. If they don't bring it out. At forty-four to nil in game two, if that's if that score if that sort of thing eventuates, yeah, if the game is over in game two, like it's over long enough before full time, that at this mm-hmm. like yeah, like game one where they're just kind of piling on extra points just for the pain, if that happens again in game two, I, I, I demand a hand grenade, demand it, um, because at SunCorp, I mean, you just got to, you got to. Adam, this is going for you, Glenn. Okay. Are the two thousand and twenty one Tigers good enough to finish ninth?
3: Absolutely yes they are. They're actually good enough to finish eighth, given the Dragons currently sit in eighth, and we've fucking destroyed them twice already this season. Um the unfortunate thing for for the Tigers and and their fans, including myself, is that they are also bad enough to finish fourteenth. So where the fuck they're going to finish, I don't know. Hmm.
2: You want to throw a magic number out there that we can revisit later? Eight. Eight? Jeez. So you're counting them then to get some wins at some point.
3: The Dragons being in be just gives me fucking hope. If that massive bunch of cunts and their fucking pile of fucking shit heap fans can be in eighth spot, the Tigers can get there. Sharks might come back
2: up there too, though. Yeah, fuck the Sharks How about too. those Raiders? They might too. Is the Tigers better than those teams?
3: Dragons fans are just Sharks fans who went um, went looking for opportunity and found none. So, fuck the Sharks Sha- as well.
2: Sha- Dra- Dragons fans are just, well, Sharks fans are just Dragons fans who who prefer racists instead of rapists. <laughs> that's, that's what it's just, a, it's just a fucking flick of the pen stroke <laughs> that separates <laughs> the two of them. Um, okay, Andy says, what player's hill will you happily die on? Mine is that Craig Innes and Ben Farrah were both massively underrated and should have become greats. Look, I'm with you on Craig Innes, but I don't think anyone's going to fucking argue that Craig Innes wasn't great. Mm. I mean, Julian International, like, he's, he's fucking, he was an excellent player in an excellent era for Manly during the mid-90s there. Um, I don't think anyone argue. Ben Farrow, on the other hand, I feel like he had a touch of the Farrow. Well, you know, a t- but a touch, a touch <laughs> of the thing, a touch of the things like you know, like, like the yeah, no, not spelled the same way, but like oh, you got the,
3: me. I, I got he me had a touch deals. of
2: the. He, I, I think he had a touch of the same sort of thing that you know Ben Walker and um, fucking who else? You know, just players that were like just tremendous attacking players. Yeah, but. Couldn't get it done on the other on the other half of the game, mm. and like I don't think Ben Farah was that you know that great. Ben Farah he 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 was in the side in Manly side at a tough time, um, as like an understudy for Brett Stewart, and obviously you know the the distance between you know that the level of play versus his level of play is always going to be sort of magnified. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not so much. I don't think he's a great, but you know, like Craig Innes I don't think anyone's going to argue about his quality. So, do you have a player? What are you going to say, Glenn? Stan Presdy.
3: fucking all over it. You know it. Is that what
2: you were going to
3: say? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I believe. was just thinking. I
2: was tossing up between. I was tossing that between that and Cogger.
3: <laughs> no, Cogger. I feel like Cogger was adequately rated. Mm. Um, was talking
2: about not his useless son.
3: No, no, definitely not. Um, Stan Presdy was lightning fucking quick. And um, Waltz is probably not a great claim to fame to be the fastest man in the Western Suburbs Magpies Rugby League Football Club in the uh, early 90s. Um, (laughs) I did see a couple of opportunities uh, that he had in, in the lower grade. My dad used to stay at the tennis club sinking piss right up until kick-off at of first grade, but I'd toddle off with our season ticket at Campbelltown Stadium or Rana Park in those days. I'd toddle off on my own... Oh, how good. ..and go and sit and watch the under-21s and reserve grade and, or under-23s or whatever it was and reserve grade and, and watch my fucking favourite player, Stan Presdy, play a lot of fucking reserve grade, if I'm honest. And uh, it just... You just see the guy in open space; he's like fucking lightning. And you know, coaches like Warren Ryan just just didn't see the best of him. It's a slight on Warren Ryan, if I'm honest.
2: Well, yeah, that happened. to You know, happened to the great zero and blocker as well in a grand final, no mm, less.
3: Very true. I also, I wouldn't say. um massively underrated by any stretch but Ellery Hanley's stint at the magpies I just remember like I'm sure there was plenty of west fans that were that were pumped for it but he was a massive mm. massive fucking profile coming and playing and plying his trade yep. I'm sure he wasn't living in Campbelltown but plying his trade every other week at Arana park and I was my dad was like well, at this fucking pom I don't see what all the fuss is about. (laughs) Fucking Pom. Look at him. And um, I remember a game again. I'm pretty sure it was against Parramatta. And it was fucking wet. And they were almost going to call the game off before kickoff. Uh, Sorry, earlier in the day because it had that much rain. And... um, Obviously, drainage technology in those days wasn't what it is today, and um, they had to bring heli helic. <laughs> I shit you not, they brought helicopters in to disperse the water off the field so they could actually play. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and the pearl scored uh, two tries on uh, in the in the fucking mud against Para, and I just remember yeah, well. giving it to my old man. He didn't give a fuck, but I was excited. He always used to give me give it to me about Stan Preston not playing first grade very often, but anyway. Good times. What about you, Jay? I was just trying to think. There's not
1: there really aren't too many players that I've been that high on that I that I think I was unrealistic that that I had to die on a hill. Mm. Um, like you know, Pen Penrose had through its to its head enough like ordinary players who gave one or two good performances from time to time, mm. but but that's what they were, you know, you never thought they were more than mm. that. But yeah, look, you know, here's the thing, um, the, the closest I got to it, the closest I got to it. Was getting on the Isaiah Yo bandwagon.
2: That's what I said for you, like as Isaiah Yo early. years
1: early, though. As the, yeah, as the most fucking underrated player yeah. in rugby league. Yeah, um, and and to see him come good now, and and especially to the fact that to see what the team lacks when he's not mm.
3: there, mm. I'd still say he's underrated. That's,
1: yeah, hundred percent. Mm. As I said, board coordinator is a, a poor man's Isaiah. <laughs> it was an obvious link there, of course. <laughs> yes, they're, they're both, you know, edge forwards. It's That's he's the a,
2: link. Here's a tongue twister here from James saying, with the return of JDB to the Dragon's side, should all their victories and joy be non-consensual and illegitimate, just like their losses are strangle-wanking Mars Bar misadventures? Jesus.
3: Oh, okay He's put a question mark on the end I don't know if it's a question Or a statement or a confession Or <laughs> what it is Look
2: Our thoughts on JDB are, are well are Well documented mm. um, Yeah There's a lot of legitimate things about The St. About the George of Laura Dragons at the moment and nah, nah. mm. Unfortunately his presence there Now he's he's kind of back entrenched again mm. There was a bit of a murmur when he was first sort of named and then he came out and the Dragons fans cheered and everyone else was like, you know, fuck that fan base for cheering him and it's all just sort of washed away over the, over the you know, subsequent fortnight. Yeah, really. Jay
3: and I were chatting before we hit record tonight and I've said it before, there's just something that, you know, doesn't sit right with me and um, I'm not sure Jay wants to share his, the point he made but... He's, I don't know. He's got fucking dead eyes. If I look at if I look at the yeah. guy, he's got fucking dead eyes, and that is, that's a mark of a human. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of. And there's something behind yeah. that.
2: If you go back and look at pictures, or did you, did you see did you see these dead eyes beforehand? Knowing what you know now, or
3: I always my <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible, but um my perception of him when i when i looked at him i was like he's got he's got fucking pig dog eyes like really little holes and there, just <laughs> like his pupils yeah, are just yeah. constantly fucking dilated but yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah look i i remember when i first started to form an opinion on on how i assumed jack DeBellin to be was was it remember the first time he was selected for Origin? And the Dragons were on this fucking rip tear of a season. They were leading the competition and they were leading it by playing this amazing up tempo style of football. They were the first to really get into this cool. You know, don't don't turn around and try and crab for these stupid slow post contact Trent Merrin meters. As soon as there's contact, drop to your knees get up and play the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. They were the first team to do that. And they blew everybody away. Yeah. And then after Origin, DeBellin and the rest of those Dragons forwards just fell off a fucking cliff. It was almost as if they were playing for selection and then once that happened, like nothing they were out. For. Yeah. That's it. You know, so that that sort of... That that way of behavior... Yeah. Um, it is something that I feel more comfortable commenting on. You know, the The other situations, so much fucking nuance about it. Yeah. But uh, but that I remember distinctly about forming an opinion about Debella.
2: All right. Uh, Hunter, who I think is relatively uh, new on the scene, and he said, I've got a question, not rugby league related, but it relates to the podcast. Say if Jay and Glenn both went down with COVID, in brackets, I hope it doesn't happen. Had to clarify, and they couldn't do the pod that week. Would you get any reinforcements? Would you do it solo, or would you skip a week? Now, look, this this season, every single episode has been remote. So, like COVID, for example, unless they got like the kind of you know intubated on a fucking iron lung COVID, Mm. it would nothing would change. I mean, you you know, people you you may not realise this, but there have been about ten times during the recording of this very episode where stepdad has hit mute and absolutely coughed his guts up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you can just see him you can just see him silently fucking convulsing in the in the Skype window. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you think I'm coughing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, if 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 you're not coughing, I mean, it's it is like the most disturbing fucking O face since uh since like yeah, like let me say looking into the fucking the doll's fucking shark eyes of, of, Jack, of Jack the Bell, and, so. Um, and, yeah, and look, yeah, you know, there's been there's been times over the over the, the you know the twelve years or the eleven odd years that we've been doing the show where you know people haven't been able to do, you know, do an episode or whatever for yeah, you know, whatever reason. And and look look, that's that's literally the way that Stepdad became part of the show.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean yeah. he was he was a substitute for a week where Glenn couldn't do it or a week or two. And then as a result when Glenn couldn't do the show anymore through you know moving away with work and you know technology not being mm. out as it is for remote recording, stepdad that, that became the like the logical next guy up. So um, yeah, so it,
1: yeah, we. I was yeah. I was the Pappenhausen. <laughs>
2: yeah. Does the, that you, make the, me the, Teddy? The Nico, the...
1: No, no, it makes you Billy Slater. You fucking dirty ratbag. Yeah,
2: <laughs> go feed a hobo. You fucking cunt. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I fucking fed a hobo the other
2: night. <laughs> they came, came, came. out. They came out harsher I, I, think I fed a hobo the other night,
3: and everyone complained that they could hear me eating. I was fucking. Like,
2: Jeez, can't fucking win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, <laughs> oh, we got here from Benjamin. This is this is a first time. This is a a new listener and first time call. First time caller. And uh, Benjamin very very close to, to my family's heart, as he is the uh, as his killer's drum drum teacher, absolute jazz fucking god on the kit, uh, incredible drummer. And uh, his comment straight to my heart as well. Thoughts on Scott Mitto, A.K.A. Mister Forty Twenty. The poor bastard looked twenty looked twenty when he was forty, and forty when he was twenty. Now Scott Mitto is a very storied character within the history of this show. Isn't he? We, uh, we we used to love some fucking Scott Scott Minto back in the day, didn't we? And uh, and my favorite Scott Minto stuff has nothing to do with actually actual Scott Minto. It has to do with at some point where Scott Minto became uh, like a some sort of cult meme sort of character. This is probably eight or nine years yeah. ago, I'd say. And people would get onto Wikipedia and write these fantasm fantastic stories. On his Wikipedia entry, like talking about the years he was in Egypt and travelled back through time to fucking do this <laughs> and that, and there's and there was tons of them. So if you go to the Scott Minto Wikipedia page and then you can get, look at the edit history for the page, go back to like, <laughs> or even if you Google them, I think the I think the the um, the revisions on Wikipedia. Uh, indexed on Google, but if you, if you do a Google for, like, you know, Scott Minto in Egypt or something, for example, you'll come back to one of these, you know, old edits of the of his Wikipedia page and he just became this meme sort of character and uh, the, the stories are clear. And then so as Wikipedia, you know, as it goes, you've got people who are the, the mods on that particular page or you know, the original creators of the Scott Minto page. Someone goes in and creates a fucking tremendous... You know fictional thing and puts it into his thing and then so then there's this battle between them reverting to changes and then someone else making another change is even more ridiculous and uh, mm. yeah that was going on a lot back then so that's a, that's a, that's my uh, recollections of Scott Minto and the fact he looks like uh, Wayne Bennett's son.
1: Ooh. Scott Minto if you look at if you look at rugby league players who you know as as musical instruments. I guess, um, you know, you have you have these these halves who are who are orchestrating beautifully. They're they're I guess the the conductors and or, or some of those halves are are intricate and and silky like violins or or harps. Um, you know, you you get other other players like you know Mark Mark Guyer was just was an electric guitar like it was just pure fucking rock and roll um then you you have others who who go between you know jazz and blues depending on on how they're playing so they're a trumpet um scott minto is essentially the drums and by that i mean he could he, he's he's just not banging on an upside down fucking pot with a wooden spoon so that's that's who Scott Minto is. I hope I've explained that well enough that your fucking percussive tuned ears can, uh, can get it. So I hope the headphones are on and the volume's up loud. Um, well done. Bang, bang, noise, noise.
0: Dan. <laughs> there you go. Um, this is
2: what happens when you stick your head up. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you someone one one of them one of them as i gesture over to the Skype window is uh, is is going to fucking roast you usually usually it's Glenn with the, oh this fucker but um
3: of course the west yeah, tigers so sorry making, I, does that make the sorry? west tigers yeah. the drum kit at the end of the nirvana concerts where it's just fucking trashed
1: no um keeping on the musical note uh if everybody goes and uh Google's a video. that says, "Deaf girl still wants to be a porn star."
3: Oh, stop The it. noises
1: that she makes is the West Tigers.
3: <laughs> okay, no, yeah. it's a fair, yeah. fair representation.
2: No, uh, that uh, that may, you may find out on eFuck Um, Dan said Nathan Cleary's making bank. Surely he can get a dermatologist to fix his face. I'm not not sure it was a cut in origin or or just the, or his acne just fucking exploded. Yeah, honestly. Mm. He's uh, there's two things. It's either it's either like you. I know you've read that the 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 Matthew McConaughey book, Glenn. Mm. It's like the that the, the face cream that his mother was selling or whatever that he put on and oh, just, you know, broke him out him in the, yeah. It's either it's either that <sighs> happening, or it's you know, he's taking he's taking something that's not agreeing with his complexion, shall we say, and mm. you know. You can join the dots there.
1: Plenty
3: of um, fucking dots to join
1: it, on his it, look, face. Exactly. Some, some fucking real talk though. Yeah. You know, have you ever known anyone that's been on the proper acne treatment?
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I, this is back in high school. There was a there was a, a guy I knew that was you know in my grade, um, and he was you know was like the worst fucking acne. You've you know you've you know like the, just the, the worst. And I know that he went on the on the hardcore shit, and it did it just it fucking cleaned it like right up, mm. like now,
1: drastically. It, there are some amazing medications you can you can take for it. Yeah. However, they have some fucking brutal side effects, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if this shit fell firmly within the, you know, go go and get that fixed once once you're done if you need to. Because, you know, it's the same reason. Like, players don't get dental work done until they finish in the game. Yeah, I smart McInnes. But, <laughs> yeah But I, I think, Nate, you've hit the nail on the head that there would be something that he's taken topically and it's just put him in a rash. Um, like, I know me, if I shave and I use shaving cream, I end up looking like that.
3: That bad?
0: Which yeah, is why, right.
1: Well, yeah, man. which is why I have to use that, uh, like, the oil. Yeah. All right. All right. If I you if see? I use anything with um, like fragrance or, or anything in it in the shaving cream.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: oh, done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Mm. Fuck So essentially I'm saying I'm the
3: same as Nathan Cleary genetically. Yeah. In so many ways. It's just your
2: body. It's it's just it's just it's just your, your your body otherwise lacks the lacks the um the certain, you know, specific collection of hormones that would um promote Gross. the growth of a chin <laughs> in a human. <laughs> uh, you've had one, Andy. i getting another one. Um, Ryan said, is Cameron Murray headed down the cord in the path concussion-wise? Seems like he's copped a few head knocks lately. He's another one. I'm not, I'm not worried about him yet, but, yeah, you know, let's see. I'm. Yeah, the, the guy I'm worried about is Pappenhausen because he's been out for ages. Mm. Yeah, he has. And hey. and and from what you hear reported, it's because like you know, there are still you know he he still has effects from time to time, and he it feels like he is taking longer to come back each time. That's the trajectory that Boyd Cordner went down. Yeah. I mean, Pappenhausen is so young in his career. I don't think it's going to kill it, but it, you know it could. Mm. If it keeps happening, you know he could mm. be he could be knocked out of the game very quickly. Yeah. Agree. So I'm more worried probably about about Pappenhausen at this point, but um, yep. yeah, Cameron Murray's another guy, and like the and the, and it's worrying when you see guys that sort of copper copper bad head knock, and then they seem to get them easily. You know, going forward, they it keeps happening. Like from more innocuous shots, like yeah. Ryan Madison's another guy that I worry about. Mm. He's taken he, 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 he took, took forever to cut in a know, long to, time. To,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So it's the guys like it's the guys who who seem to have like I I really I credit the clubs for not rushing them back in and taking it super cautiously and everything, but the guys that even despite that still seem to take a fucking long long time to come. At, they're the ones that I think are, are more worrying. Yep. And it makes you wonder like before they put, applied all this extra criteria to it, you know, apart from the obvious Liam Fulton, how many guys are like were being rushed back like the next week into games. All of there, them, yeah. When they were, when they were fucked, yeah. And like, and
3: and who, yeah. It's just it's crazy. Um Low key negligence, said, like the the level of low key negligence at club level in yeah. that time.
2: Yeah, and I think we'd all like, be while, fucking while shot. Well, while it's a valid, it's a valid argument to say that, like back then, the you know the the, the science wasn't there and there was a big sort of, you know, toughen up, you know, mm. kind of mentality. Uh, the second that the science was there, <laughs> anything yeah. that happened after that point, yeah. which wasn't this year, you mm. know, it was it was before this year. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Timothy said, can you explain why the uh, hashtag purple cheating cunts, Cam Munster, um, Cam Munster Smith is allowed to kick the shit out of everyone, but every other player gets charged and suspended? Hashtag rest vault. Hashtag purple cheating cunts. Hashtag tigers in decline. Hashtag bring back the riff.
1: <laughs> Is, yeah, stuff like that isn't a good look. No. Um, I am all for the the use of fines to not um, have have players miss important games like this. But let, let's be real that was a, a fucking dog shot yeah now it, was, it wasn't enough to to actually hurt him but it
2: wasn't also it wasn't it wasn't uh, the, the lack of it being a, a, a painful shot wasn't because of him not doing something or holding something back it, just, yeah. it was just, it
1: was just circumstance yeah. that's it. it it was the the fact that he happened to be there like if he'd have been a, a couple of degrees angled differently that kick could have been in the head yeah you
2: know, and- I still and I still don't think it was bad. Like it wasn't, definitely wasn't as bad as like you know, like Isaiah Papali like yeah dropping the fucking knee. Yeah, like that was too. that to me was like when he first, you know, he sort of first had his knee there, and you go, well, that's obvious. He's just shifting his body around. That's nothing. But then you see the second movement yeah. where he lifts his knee up and lines it up like he's fucking playing a claw game down at the pit arcade, <laughs> yeah. and then just, yeah. drop, just then just drop the hammer. You're like, you you. Yeah, fine. yeah. I
3: think it's more about the act and the, and the the obvious intent than the the force. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the, that's yeah. the thing that people, including myself, have an and, issue with.
1: And the the fact that he's done it again this week. Yeah. You know, At at what stage is this? Well, you know, hang on, dickhead. No, if if you get the shits, you're not allowed to lash out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I know they're playing a sport, and I know it's a contact sport, but take take the physicality out of it. If, if you're in a normal workplace and somebody does something to you and you respond by turning around and calling them a Gregory. Yeah. You, you you got HR on the phone to you in a second. Yeah. You know, how can it be that, okay, something something's happened here that you don't like and so you've you've lashed out physically. Yeah. You know, that's... Mm. Anyway, after yeah. we fucking clean sweep them, we'll... Uh, we might do a different monster shirt this year, hey? Yeah,
2: the ideas—the ideas there. I haven't got around to actually to doing the design yet, but it may be something that we fucking uh, focus group through uh, the Patreon.
1: And <laughs> but uh, like the concept, I love it. I fucking love it. The um, fucking focus group shit for. We'll put it out there. It'll be fucking spectacular. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's your focus group.
2: All right, Um, let me see, let me see. I'm just going to flick through some of these because we've been through a hell of a lot of them. Um, Wayne said, which team got the best deal, Burton to the Dogs or Hines to the Sharks, and which team covers their loss the best, the Storm
1: or the Panthers? I think the Storm cover their loss better because essentially it was a much lower loss in the first place where Penrith are losing somebody directly out of their starting side. Melbourne are losing an understudy.
3: Fair. Yeah, look, it
2: didn't...
1: didn't. Yeah,
2: I I think they're both about the same sort of level of player to the sides. I mean, Burton has found himself in the centres there at at the, at the, the, the Panthers this year. But at the same time he sort of got that opportunity happen because of a shuffle that meant that Crichton had to shift out of the centers yep. and you know a bit a bit of fucking around and then also the fact that you know nadeen you know fell out of favor and yeah, you know, there was a lot of th- there's a lot of things that made him come into the lineup in the, yeah, in correct. the in the centers um, whereas hines was like obviously you know he's a a multi position potential you know understudy although he's been doing his work you know in the absence of pappenhausen i think they're both like super versatile and handy Understudy players that can play multiple positions. Yep. Um, and like I think, like I feel like both teams got the best deal. I think you know Burton's an upgrade on anything the dogs have got from centre to the halves. Hines, I don't think you know he'll yeah he. I don't think he's there to unseat Will Kennedy. And I mean, I still think it's questionable. I'm not questionable. I think it's still up for debate what they're going to do there. I mean, they've told they've told um, you know Sean Johnson that he's he can, he's free. To, he's gone, so it, I guess, guess it's Hines with Moylan, and I don't know how that's gonna. You know, we'll see how it's gonna gel, but yeah.
3: I'm interested to see how they handle but, the the extra expectation and responsibility. They both seem quite level-headed um, guys for um, being relatively young, um, and to yeah. have you know, obviously. To have them become sought after names, given their talent, and and they'll be taking yep. on increased responsibility and expectation at clubs that are of far far lesser profile, and they're going to have far lesser caliber of players around them. So that's only going to accentuate yeah. the level and, of and Burton's had some.
2: So. Burton's had some decent players around him the last couple of weeks as well. He has, they got smashed the first game, and he had kind of five good minutes. You know, maybe ten in that game yeah, last week, and it. you know he sort of you know got a try, yeah, you because know, obviously he's got a great step and he's dangerous close to the line, and then he put that he, then he put a try on, but um, there was a lot of fucking nothing between, you know, like it was that little little burst there where they got a sniff, you know, where you probably put about you know ten great minutes in. Yes, spot on. but that like the first half, he was like when he's not playing with as quality players, even an injury-depleted Panthers side, have still got like you know forwards and yeah that are better than anybody that the doggies are trotting out at the minute. Yeah. You have know, to maybe, yeah you know, Thompson, I suppose, but yeah, I worry about. It. I think he's got the furthest fall coming because I just think he's he's going to go there and he's going to have to do it all, and that's the expectation because he came from the Panthers. He's going to be the guy that's like. This attacking catalyst
1: for the side, mm. yeah. Look, it it happens so often. You know, this is not this is not a sport like basketball where you can take one piece, mm. move it in, and completely change the the dynamics and the fate of a team. Yeah, you know, the, there are so many interlocking and intertwined facets in the game. You know, how does he react to the coach? How does he react to the training staff? How does he react to to how they schedule their week? How does he react to the forwards and the backs and the people around him? Yeah. You know, have you fucking been to Bankstown? How does he react Surely to going there? Surely he's not leaving in there.
3: Surely he stays where he is. No, but he has to actually go there to train with them. Yeah. I'd be putting myself in a fucking <laughs> bubble. Be in my car, escorted from the car park mm. into the training facility... And out again, and to fuck off home with the doors locked.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sort of that sort of rock star behaviour will really go down well down there. Yeah, exactly. Adam, <laughs> Adam Elliott will be fucking his missus before you know it <laughs> <laughs> if to pulls that shit.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, let's see one one more. Let's see one more. Jared. Says, does Ram Jam Bramson get back into fullback when fit with Preston Junior playing so well, or does Justin Holbrook try to make a six out of him? (sighs) Aj, interesting. Well, Aj is the current, you know, what top two choice Queensland Mm. fullback. Yep, he's going to play fullback at the Titans for as long as he fucking wants to.
1: Here's the thing: If you're the coach of the Titans, do you go best player in each position, or do you go best best rotation so you can get the most of your best players on the field?
3: Option B for me. Does that yeah, make sense? No, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I go option option B.
1: So again, like so for you, that means like Dewey in the centers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I hated that decision, but. It's it's proven it's in it's in Dewey's isolated case without hacking on the rest of the team, it's proved it's proved it's worth. His talent his talent yeah, showing okay. through no matter where he is you know, and his in his leadership quality is through no matter where he is on the field. Um the the, the, the yeah. situation that um that Jared brings up in, in his question is a little difficult to a little different, rather, because you've got a guy that's, is, like you say, if he's not one, he's, he's the, the second-choice Queensland fullback against a young kid that's yeah. played a couple of first-grade games. The thing is, whilst you could probably make um, AJ a six, I don't, I don't like it. You probably could. You certainly could not put yep. Preston Jr. anywhere other than fullback. With his frame at the moment, because he's, he's just get fucking trampled. Yeah. Although he did make that good I, tackle, I think all day I, room, I, I But think... when he's got to make thirty of those in a game, it's a very fucking different story.
2: Yeah. I just, yeah, I, just, I, just I just, I just think with Presto Junior, I think I, 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 his time will come. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And then, and then, and then things things will happen in a way that makes it you know more obvious, and then they'll find, then he'll, then he'll make his himself undeniable, and then force yeah. a decision. But at the moment, I think there is a decision. He's the understudy. I hope they don't
3: push him in too he's, hard. He, like you said, he's got don't some... Push work. him in too hard and too fast and try and accelerate his yeah. development. I just think give him time. Give him a taste of yeah. first grade, you massive. know, and then and then send him back. Let him, you know, let him increase yeah. his confidence again and, you know, see what opportunities present themselves.
2: Mm. He's got a massive yeah. career, career setback coming his way this weekend, so <laughs> we'll see how he fucking deals with that. right thank you very much for the questions there's a ton of those um and uh hopefully we got through as many of them as we could um and that brings us to full time for episode 408 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us in a multitude of ways go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and grab links to our patreon our social media communities and more um If you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, become a patron. And on the subject of patrons, let's give a shout-out to some of our wonderful patrons. Uh, Russell, thank you, sir, uh, has been a supporter of the show for a good couple of years now. Uh, Ned, new on the scene, huge fucking supporter of the show. Uh, Love your work, Ned. And uh, Shane, all the way over there in England, constant supporter of the show for fucking, if not day one, you know. Day also 30, a magician. Probably, very long term.
3: Also a Makes magician. common sense and decency yes. disappear. And, uh, and also,
2: unfortunately,
1: a South supporter. But I'm just fucking bewildered that that's something to brag about these days. Was that?
3: I'm a magician. I don't know that he does brag about it, but...
2: He I don't he, yeah, I mean like Glenn, Glenn was just actually just yeah, tagging him with something more than him oh, personally bragging about something. Yes. <laughs> so okay, that's it fellas. Another one. Big win coming up this weekend for the Mighty Seagulls and uh, we've got a full weekend of football again and uh from Thursday onwards and no fucking surprise public holidays in States good. other than our own. So I'll talk to you fellas on Sunday. Yes you will.
1: Kella white. Kella
2: can't wait. Can't wait. later. See ya.
1: Later.